MSW Media. Hey there. Quick note about this episode. It came together quickly and unexpectedly. Got a call saying Bob Mennery was available and ready to do the podcast. I've been trying to get Bob on the show for a while. Packed up everything and headed out the door. Before I did, I had to grab something to drink and it just jumped out at me. I grabbed the Whistle Pig Boss Hog 8 Lapu Lapu's Pacific. This is a one of the great whiskeys in the world, $500 a bottle. It is just rare, outstandingly complex, bottled around 106 proof. It's it's amazing. It's just a very special whiskey for a very special episode. And let's get to it, shall we? Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show. Uh, just over an hour ago, I was uh, shirtless in my yard in my fortified bunker in Venice, California, doing what I do, looking through my phone, enjoying a little social media. Thought I'd check in on my old pal, Tim Bader, aka Timmy Bounceback, and I see that he's hanging out with Bob Mennery. Now, I've been a Bob Mennery fan for a few years. I've always wanted it. He's been a dream guest for the show. And I, so I, I made a bold move and I texted Tim and I said, hey, why don't you two fuckers do my show? To which Tim almost immediately responded, no way. No, no shot. No shot. Bob's not going to do it. He's not doing it at all. And I wrote back and I, and I, I gave sort of a list of some of the people that have been on the show. And I said, it's good enough for them, but not for Bob Mennery. A minute later, phone rings, FaceTime. It's Bob Mennery. He says, fuck it. I'll do your show. I said, when you want to do it? He said, right now. First of all, I'm not Leonardo fucking DiCaprio. Okay? First and foremost. You're a big right? get, Bob. You're a big I, I'm get. I'm not. I mean, how many times do you have to hear the same commentary over and over again before you believe that the... Uh, is the content getting old, you think? I do not think so. I, I, and you and I talked about this off the air. I, You first came to my attention a couple of years ago when you were almost strictly doing... Now you've evolved into a personality where I think the main draw is people follow you for your Instagram stories and the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, early on, it was just almost purely, right? Uh, you play by play. Play by play on videos, which was like nothing I'd ever heard before. And the first time I, I ever, uh, by the way, as we're doing this, Tim is picking bugs out of the, what is going on right this now? This is the Spider worst, or, by the way. This, this is, is the most depressing apartment <laughs> I've ever been This is as bad as it gets. So real quickly, we call this place a depression den where we're at. I'm with Timmy Bouncebeck, who's my co-host on the Rip Magoo's podcast. Timmy's a dear friend of mine. This place that he lives in is fucking Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> but I own it. But you you own, own this place. It's kind of a big deal. Well, that's kind of a big, and you're, you are like Bel Air adjacent? 
I guess. Yeah. Well, Beverly Hills adjacent. Do you right? think that's the most desperate sounding? When people say that, where do you live? I'm from Beverly. The fuck does that mean? I mean, I live in West Hollywood. I love WeHo. I mean, yeah. I've been here. For I don't give years. a fuck where he lives. Can you please take a look at what's inside of this fucking apartment, please? Okay, we have one brown couch. We have a T-Rex dinosaur sitting on the bed that takes up 80% of the fucking apartment. We have three eggs and a piece of bacon in the refrigerator. And we got a box of used condoms sitting on the fucking mantle. But we got good whiskey and, and a cigar. And good whiskey and a cigar. But it is an honor and a pleasure to be here. This is very uh, kind of spontaneous uh, thing. So. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you, you're both here. And uh, to commemorate the occasion, I was like, I can't just bring anything today. Oh, so no. I, I, I got, we got fancy, and I brought the Whistle Pig, the Boss Hog 8, just released. I mean, this just came out. It's called Lapa, Lapa, pronounce that to me. Do you, do you, do you, do you, is this the, your drinking podcast? You always share a drink with the guest. Always have something to drink. So yeah. where would you rank this as far as... Uh, Money invested into an alcohol bottle. I want to see how important this is. One of the most exclusive American whiskeys you're going to get, Whistle Pig. Okay, it was it was started by a guy named Dave Pickerel, who used to be at Maker's Mark. His the last thing that Dave did was Metallica's whiskey, Blackened. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he that. died. Yeah, but what was the most the, the coolest bottle that you brought to somebody because they're important? Right here, probably right here. Really? Yeah, that's that's a, a, that's that's right. Right. Yeah, this is uh, staying in the depression. Then this huh. is five six hundred dollars retail, but you can't get it retail. Oh, as soon as they put it out, it here. goes away, and then you got to buy it on the secondary market. Market for thousands of okay, dollars. Okay, Bob, yeah. Brian. So cheers oh, excuse me, Guys, Brian, this is amazing. Brian's my brother. I Come know, on. We're going to get into so it. So Timmy, no, Timmy knew my late brother. Cheers, We've cheers. talked about him on the show. In fact, I think if you gave Brian an option, can you come back from the dead, but you got to live in this apartment, I think he'd stay dead. I think I really probably. do, and I think he would. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Brian was a friend of Timmy's that died? Yeah, yeah, Brian is. Brian he, was he, my he, brother, he, my and he, he died, and, and and he was him and. There's Tim were, nobody that is six feet under Earth that would change their <laughs> position and come back into this fucking apartment. This place is the darkest, <laughs> coldest place I've ever seen. I actually though. Do you believe the shit? No, <laughs> it's, it's grief here, man. No, it's a good place. Like, here's the deal. I come here, like Timmy. For anybody Women hate this place. Hate it. For anybody that doesn't know, this is Timmy's apartment is called the Depression Den. We call it the Depression Den because it's I a mean, condo. Hate to say it, majority of the people that are here are depressed at the time. <laughs> so we fucking sit in here and we'll just talk about our ex girlfriends or girlfriends at the time and problems and whatnot. But for some reason, this apartment makes you feel pretty good at the end of the day. It does have some vibes to it. I bet there's a lot of memories here. There are not all of them horrific. Some of them, like, wait, would you ever think about maybe just? I'm, I'm not. I actually do like the place, but there's certain there's certain <laughs> things like maybe make it less seventies. He has done nothing to this fucking apartment. I I came here two and a half years ago. Am I kidding? The plant is still there. The fucking dog bones and the croutons sitting in the corner are still there as well. Nothing has moved. Nothing has changed. And that's that. So Timmy's depart- uh, apartment is a place to come if you're going through a lot of shit as a guy. If I'm ever like, fuck, I got problems with my girl. I'm like, got to go to the depression den. And I retreat to the depression den. And this is a place that makes you feel good. Okay, hold on. Danny, Bob, would you both agree this is probably the nicest thing in the depression This den is right now right? classed up the joint right there. You should probably you should probably get a little pedestal and put that right in the middle of the living room. You're talking about the boss hog? But there's this. I have the whistle pig. Yeah. Yeah. The whistle I don't pig. know why the fuck you didn't just bring a fucking... It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Remember when, when Indiana Jones... I don't know why you didn't just bring a crack pipe and a fucking line of crystal meth because it would have fit in better than this. Now, Bob, I did see one of the stories, or maybe Timmy's story, back in the day in the not-too-distant past, before things blew up for you, 
you were were you crashing here? Were you because Tim? I thought I saw something where Tim said you you showed up. You yeah. had a you had a suitcase, not much else. Mm-hmm. Down on your luck. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you go from this to <laughs> now? Like what? What happens did, if we're still? What happens if we're still there? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but what was the where did the, where was the genesis of the, what you were doing on Instagram? Because that's my what, whole shit started very plain and simple. And I explained it very quickly as possible. There's a 12 minute little fucking thing that Travis Matthew did on me about my life story. If you ever want to learn about how I created my little sports fake broadcasting thing, there's a thing on, on there that's the best way to explain it. Long story short, because like, you know, when I tell the story, I like to tell it in the right way, in the long you know, version. I was sitting on a couch. I fucking did my broadcaster voice. I always use my broadcaster voice. I have a very good voice. I could be able to say things that sounded like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, tonight on ESPN, on the right side is Timmy, bounce back. On the far left, Julian Edelman, excuse me. Here's a snap, bounce back, takes the zinc, hands it off to Edelman, round the right side. And, you know, I I just used to do that. And so I used to do is like, I had no craft, I had no whatever. I used to go up to fucking random people in fucking Hollywood like a crackhead. Well, but hold on. Didn't you used to do it as a caddy? You used to crush people. No, I was too scared. Okay. I never did it. I never did it in a professional thing. But when I, after caddying, after I was a couple drinks in after my round, I used to go out in Hollywood Boulevard and go up to every, like, I couldn't go out in person with my buddies because I would leave them. I would go to a group, a table, and I'd walk right up to them and I would put the voice on. And I would just do, like, no preparation, no anything. I'd just be like, and four receivers set right side. And Rodgers, the shotgun. It is ESPN Super Bowl Sunday. Bob Mentory here tonight alongside of me. Well, you know, blah, blah. and the people, and I would just test <laughs> we, people just draw, we got Wildcat. Majority of the time, everybody took out their phone and recorded it. And that's why I don't know to this day why there's not more, like, shit of me cracked out on Hollywood Boulevard doing that voice. But that was my thing. And then took it to the internet voiced over these fucking NFL NCAA clips and just been doing that ever since to kind of sustain the numbers, but it's getting a little dry, so we got to figure out some shit. You talk about pivoting, but you really kind of have. Like, I think the reason I follow now, while I, I find it refreshing, and, and you'll you'll put up some of the older videos, which I think are, you know, recently you posted the one with the kid in the spelling bee, which yeah, yeah. I just lose it with that, that nerdy kid that's like, I know this! Yeah, yeah little John. Know, one of the funniest things of all, and then the other one where the kid passes out, but really why I follow you now is you've established a connection with your fans to the point where I, you know, you'll see them out and people are screaming your name and even in golf tournaments, people are yelling Ripper Magoos and, and all this stuff. So I think you have successfully pivoted I, I, from I being that a, guy I, to a, I hit a, I hit a, I had a good point like, you know, a couple of years ago, and then I hit a downfall. And then kind of with the new collaboration I did with the Nelk Boys and the Full Send Podcast, it's brought me back up again, which is a cool little fucking thing. But at the end of the day, you know, like, my, my, my shit is very, like, you know, I do the same thing every time. It takes me 30 seconds to do. I put it out there. It hits the same numbers. I enjoy doing it at the same time. There's got to be a way to pivot it into other shit. What I was very good at is this, right? I was like, okay, I can reach fucking, I have 9 million fucking people following me, right? Like, whatever. I'm like, but who are the important people to know? I was very good at networking. I was very good at putting other people first. I was very good at being like, hey, uh, Nelk Boys, UFC, Dana White. This is a partnership that makes sense. You guys should meet each other. I didn't care about myself. I didn't care about my take. I didn't care about anything. Because I think that, like, at the end of the day, regardless of fucking whatever anybody says is this, you gotta, you always should be, you, you give as much as you can. That's it. You want to just give as much as you can until it comes to a point where like you're offering so much value that it's like, okay, I need to see a return. But at the end of the day, don't worry about that. 
give, make it about other people, be a connector, be a middleman, be a bridger. And at the end of the day, good people and respectful people will be like, hey, I owe that motherfucker a favor. And I did that with so many people. And that's why I have some pretty good relationships along the way. You have some bad ones too. Well, it seems like you probably get that. I mean, I, just from what I've seen on your on your Instagram with your family, it seems like you got a very close relationship with your parents. Your dad is a singer; he gets up yeah. and he sings. And your parents is that where that comes from? You're, I mean, you're bo- you're from Boston, right? I have like, no idea. is it coming? I, I mean, I like, am. I'm a Philly guy, and I, Timmy's a Philly guy. I think that's I feel that way in my own life too. Like, where it's like, why are you doing that? Well, my I just whole do it. entire shit has been an absolute blur. When people say, hey, like, I, I have no fucking idea what's happened. I have no idea. I mean, five years ago, thinking about sleeping on Sherman Oaks in the back of a car in a fucking Jeep Cherokee. No exaggeration. Like, literally slept in a car for three months with a blanket and a fucking thing, right? And left Not, your suitcase right there. And left my suitcase <laughs> right there, which for some reason is still right there. <laughs> but, like, no, like, like, it, it, like, like, then you go from, like, that, a guy who is, didn't know anybody, no followers, like, zero across anybody who fucked with you. You know, down and out, blah, blah, to playing golf with Steph Curry, playing golf with Phil Mickelson, field goal, representing a fucking NFL athlete, connecting Dana White with fucking these... Like, you know, I I have no idea. I don't, like, retain it. When you're in the car... I, 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 my first thought is like, how do you keep your from offing yourself? When I was like caddying, when, you're, when, I was when you're no, no, you said you're sleeping in your yeah. Car. I never thought like, about killing myself ever. Did you? It, you never felt no. sorry for yourself? Did you? I just yeah. I mean, no. I just understood what my bad habits were and realized why it led me to the point where I was at. And your family rebooted you. Back no, to but the then roots. my family was, un, but my family's unaware of that time. But you went Not back anymore. and recharged. <laughs> yeah, but it was a quick recharge, bro. Because I like that's all you needed. It was no, but it was like literally an instantaneous recharge. Like I was found in that back of the car by Ernie, hallucinating, running through a CVS on crystal meth, and setting off alarms, thinking people were chasing me. Ernie picks me up, brings me to the fucking airport, get on a plane. I love Ernie. Land. My brother takes me for a job at a fucking liquor store, eleven dollars an hour. Go apply, hand in my thing. Go to a party that night, be an extra in a thing at 2 a.m., do a voice on a couch that I've done for fucking 10 years, and then got picked up by Bro Bible. Yeah, but don't you think maybe that you just, you quote unquote, hit rock bottom, said I need help, you go home, your brother takes care of you. I know your mom and dad loved you, your sister loved Everyone loves you. Yeah, but I never never asked for help. I know, but you just said, hey, I got to, Ernie helped you out, and then all of a sudden you just. It came to, no, it it was literally like life or death. I was I was sleeping in a car with a flat tire, couldn't move, and Ernie called my brother and sister. We're like, you have you have to get this fucking guy home, dude. <laughs> so I was zinked, dude. And then also, welcome dude, this, to Zap this, Studios. This is the other crazy thing. I'll say one more thing. This is the other crazy thing. And Thank God thing. we have whiskey because I'm getting depressed right now. No, no, See, this, this, no I'm kidding. I, dude, I'm smoking thing. a cigar with this whiskey. Well, I mean, this, this is, is my it's Thanksgiving not depressed right now. because it's it's it's, it's amazing. It just shows that anything you're going through, you can, you can figure it's a, it out. It's a great story. But, but at the end of the day, I was literally flat tire, passed out, blanket over my head, goner. 28 years old, no chance of success, caddy in a country club with a drug problem, written off. Zero percent chance of success. Zero. Was the drug thing something that had been a long time, or is it something you picked up when you were out in L.A.? I'd always used blow and all, like... Different shit in L.A. between 21 to probably whatever. Very 20. hungry nostrils. Very hungry. No, I, w- I, w- I mean, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, no, it wasn't that at all. I mean, 7.15 tea time comes along. I'd rip a snagger and then I'd go 8.15. He's on the third hole. I'd rip another snagger. And then 9.15 comes around. Rip another one. Yeah, not that bad. 
This brings a new perspective, by the way, to one of my other favorite Bob Menery videos, which is the one where the guy's running in the Flash. outfield. Now I, I'm, now I understand that that came from experience. Then, they, thousand percent, making these vows to yourself that you're going to do better, and then and then the demons catch up to you. No idea. I mean, dude, I suffer with the same things I did today as I do fucking five years ago. Yeah. All right, so, Danny, you would agree with me on this one. The the one component that you have, and I've met a lot of people. Too, I'm a charmable boy. It's infectious charm, disarming yeah. almost. It's impossible for me to remain mad at you. Impossible. Right. In about three minutes, you'll say something that will make me laugh, and I'm like, you know what? My life, and I'm a grudge holder. I'm from Philadelphia. I hold grudges to the grave. Yeah. And he and I have had our disputes and disagreements and stuff. But nothing we've ever done would ever lead us to hold a grudge. Well, the thing is, you're just, you. I consider you my little baby brother, and then you come over and you start zinging and zapping me, and then all of a sudden I'm enchanted like a Disney character. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm very good, I, that's what I, I'm very good with people. I think that, well, that's, that's where the, right. that, I think that's where the, the again, you said it. There's only so much you can do with these with these clips, right? The novelty wears off. People watch them. Why your following keeps growing and, and why is because people are charmed by you. That's that's why podcasts work. That's why because it's not about I know this. I've got um, tons of huge guests on my show. Mm-hmm. You you kind of go, but that's not why people listen to podcasts. They listen to podcasts because they want to connect with you. Yeah. And I think between your video content and what you're doing with the podcast, that's where it's coming from and the fact that you've owned it and and have channeled that, yeah. have taken that fucking super dark place. Yeah, I know it, we make fun of it, but like, but at the that's same a dark time, place. Yeah, but at the same time, there's still a lot of room for like, I hate when people say like, and praise me for shit, like whatever. I've had moments that I was great. Like right now where I'm at right now is like at a point where like we got to bounce back. You know, we're like, we just launched on to do the Full Send podcast, which is fucking huge. It's one of the biggest fucking podcasts on YouTube right now and whatnot. That was a good move. But like before that... You were, I was kind of just, you know, it's my, my, it's, it's very plain and simple. Like I, I, I enjoy, and I always have just making people laugh and, but I've, I felt that I've lost it as of late, which is kind of crazy. Like, you know, the past like year of my life, I've completely like, it's nuts to be like going from truthfully and you know how it is to so, yeah. like going from sleeping in a fucking car, like not trying to make a fucking sob story, but like literally like I was sleeping in a fucking car at 20 years old. No chance. And to go in now, like, everywhere I fucking go, somebody's going to come up and have a conversation with me. And it's like, it's fucking, it's crazy, you know? You signed and, up for it, though. But, but, but when, you, when you talk about maybe losing the humor a bit, this, isn't that sort of a familiar thing that happens to a lot of people? Because the thing that made you funny was probably all that angst and, and wondering, like, where the fucking next meal's coming from and how you're going to, and now you're having all this success. Do you lose your edge a little bit? I mean, I don't, I, I don't. I'm not saying that first, you have. Yeah, but first you, of all, I'm not having all the success. Like I'm just like it's, shit's going good, but it's not like crazy success story. It's like it's still got to do a lot of fucking shit. Stuff. And you haven't eaten a meal since 1999. Listen, <laughs> I was very open. Actually, our podcast is launched. We have we had Usman on from the UFC. We had Usman on uh, yesterday. Of oh, one crouton, one crouton, a shot of honey. You're gonna hear that one. And <laughs> but but at, at the end of the day, I forget your point. What were you saying? You were saying something. I was gonna say, let's have some more whiskey. There we go. Court, what do you guys say? Let me let me get your. Uh, let's pivot here again. Right. What's your uh, take on this whiskey, Timmy, Bob? I, what do you guys think? The Whistle Pig Eight, Boss Hog. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm having a Cuban cigar with it. It's amazing. It's my Thanksgiving. This is like I'm. Ha- I have. I'm with. A, I'm with two old friends right now, and it's worlds collide during a holiday weekend. That's what's 
so wild. So maybe the whiskey is the component that brought us together. It is a... Uh, and the depression, then. I can't ever tell the difference between anything. If you lined up the best whiskey in the world, the shittiest whiskey in the world, I can't... You I can't tell you. the difference between this and, say, like a... I mean, I don't drink Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee Williams? <laughs> well, I mean, what do, you like, what do you like to drink normally if you're out of having a... What's the situation? You're out at a bar. You, you want to have a fun night out. Okay. Who am I? Who? Wait, what day of the week is it? It's a Friday night. Friday night. There's a bunch of ladies out, people, the place is do jamming. Do I have a girlfriend or do I not have a girlfriend? You do not have a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. And you just signed the biggest deal of your life. When, and the Patriots just won. The Celtics won. The Bruins just won. Perfect. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You're I having the best up, night of your life. I would call up the zinc man who would deliver. No, I, I honestly always, I never get to the point of like, you get fucking not. By the way, Timmy gets fucking ape shit crazy drunk. They call uh, me drunk Chewbacca. I never, I never ever get like that at all. What? Taste this. I've never seen that. Yes, you have. Know, You've I been have. a part of it. Yeah. You ever hear the Ryan Lochte story? Just take a <laughs> no, sip of it. How I'd smooth like this is. This is it. like Willy Wonka whiskey. You yeah, can't, I gotta, this we, is the best. I think, Bob, we do got to turn you on to the, to, the, to the finer things here in terms of the spirits. Just because there's going to come a time when you're entertaining. Yeah. You got some people over the, the crib. Yeah, you know what I do? What's that? I mean, it's Bud Lights. That's it. Bullshit. Really? That is bullshit. I, I don't fucking entertain though. First time you got dough, I saw you drink Long Island iced teas. You did. The, yeah, the but I'm saying like, bro, burn. you know me. I'll never fucking pop a bottle or a table. Like if I'm at a club, okay, if I'm at a club, my biggest thing is this. I fucking hate motherfuckers that have the signs and the pump and the shit. If you get me at a club, I'm going to grab the waitress and I'm going to say, hey, bring me over a little bottle of fucking Grey Banger. And fucking pass it under the table, no lights, like it's zero dark thirty. Osama bin Laden's being raided. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? No, well, wait, I mean, like, I don't like the lights in there. I don't like the shit. Like, I think bottle service is the biggest waste of money. Oh, all I do. Well, yeah, that's okay. Well, yeah, I, le- so I mean, maturing. I left that in the rearview mirror a lot. How old are yeah. you, Bob? You're 34 years old. 34. Yeah, yeah so I'm, you're starting to mature. You and I are the same age. I'm older than both of you, I think. Well, we can just I'm, keep that. Yeah, I'm in yeah. my. Yeah. 34 years <laughs> old. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you, like, moving forward, the idea of going to a club. Yeah, with bottle service right now, would uh, I couldn't think of anything worse. Nothing. Like I just nothing. Where I was in New York City last week, and I love that town. Right. It's such an amazing place. But what I love about it, I love going to bars, man. Exactly. I love just going. Why to a do you, dive Why do you love bar. going to bars? Well, hey, think, is she a girl? Why do you love going to bars? I think a lot of it just connects with where I came from. And I grew up in America. I grew up. You I grew can up. Communicate. You can. Oh yeah. You can okay. talk. And, me and you looking at the three of us. Don't have the figure to be able to be in a fucking packed club, bumping our fucking heads, popping bottles, and a girl, you know, like it's, it's, there's no, I have no play at a club. I win girls over by my personality. With your your voice. How do you do it, Tim? Because. Just, they fall in my lap. You ever see Joplin fucking Missouri, that F5 that came through? Wow. That was his twin sister. My girlfriend just broke up with me for seven years. I didn't have to do it. You know, you guys laugh. I had all my sex before 11 a.m. so I could get, get like Lucifer drunk. So when I'm out at the That's bars, time out. Please, please <laughs> stop this and get me that clip. I please repeat what you just said. No, repeat what you just I'll tell said. You what I said. I I'm, get all my sex in before 11 a.m. so I can get, can get Lucifer, Lucifer drunk. drunk. Yes, is the best thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. 
Friends, with Fresh Victor, making delicious craft cocktails has never been easier. This holiday season, try their line of award-winning delicious cocktail mixers with any spirit or sparkling wine, and you're good to go. Enjoy your guests without the stress of having to play master mixologist. At Fresh Victor, they source only the finest and freshest ingredients, including cold-pressed juices, to create healthier, clean-label cocktail mixers. And Fresh Victor just came out with a winter cocktail recipe book you can flip through online or download and print. Just go to their Instagram, at Fresh Victor Cocktails, and click on the link in the bio to find that book. And that's not all. Act now to get 20% off Fresh Victor Mixers. Simply go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20 to get 20% off your order. The holidays are here. It's time to treat you and yours with the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor. It's that time of year again. New Year's. It's that time of year where we make those resolutions about dropping weight, answering our mom's calls, staying in touch with friends. It always feels like the perfect time to refocus on what we want in life, but it's easy to get stuck looking back on all of the resolutions we didn't keep last year. This year, there's one resolution I am definitely keeping, and that's making my mental health a priority. Make it part of your daily routine with Talkspace. Talkspace personally matches you with a licensed therapist you could connect with right from your phone or computer. I've been in therapy for years, but it's always been so challenging to find the right person. I've bounced around to different therapists and it's always, does this one take my insurance? Is this one close to my house? With Talkspace, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Listen, everyone could use someone to talk to. I personally deal with some anxiety and my problem at night is those racing thoughts that I can't turn off. I'm up all hours of the night thinking about everything that everyone ever said to me and how am I going to get through this? My therapist at Talkspace taught me some really awesome breathing techniques that help me calm my mind, calm my body, and give me a more restful sleep. Connecting with a licensed therapist on Talkspace can help you feel better and it's secure. No one's going to hear what you say and that's the best part. Let all that talk fly. Unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. Talkspace treats your privacy and security as their top priority. You get access to private virtual room with just you and your therapist. You can send your therapist messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. No need to wait for that weekly appointment. You owe it to yourself to make mental health a priority this year. And Talkspace makes it easy to keep. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code STARBURNS at sign up. That's S-T-A-R-B-U-R-N-S. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code STARBURNS. But you've been a part, you understand that's the thing. I loved that girl. And it worked out perfectly until it didn't, you know? But then I, I, I it's too tough for me to communicate anymore. I, I am listen, drunk Chewbacca. Listen, let me ask something. Shrek? Did you ever cheat on a girl? I have. When was the last time you were dating a girl that you cheated on? It's uh, every one of them. Every one of them, right? Yeah, because I mean, because here's the deal. Because it's kind of unsteady, right? Well, it just falls in my lap. Right. I, mean, I feel like I have to do it for mankind. Right. Like there's a very pretty no, young girl. The, no, 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 it no, is. No, no, no. no, think about this. Not a lot of people have my position. 
What right? is your position? Someone says, I would like to have intimacies with you. And I'm like, Right now, oh. present day? Yeah. Yes, I got to take You don't have the shit guy, to be doing. It's, mind you, it's no good. My facilities, everything, faculties, it's all off, especially at 7 p.m. But if it falls in my lap, you have to do it for sh- men. You just have your, to. Your problem is, Tim, is you're not. Am I right or wrong? You're Danny? saying you can't maintain a monogamous relationship. No, I can. You're, he's course. a mess with relationships, and okay. so am I. But at the end of the day, I think that you are not confident enough. I think you have pizzazz. You can do your shit. You're just not confident enough. You kind of just get <laughs> zinked and fucking whatever. <laughs> you could close some shit. Problem is, when you get to a point where it's like you have fucking all these people, you don't know what their intentions are, it's tough. You never know. The, the trust thing is 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 hard. I also fuck. mirror. If my chick cheats on me, then I'm going to cheat on her. 100%. Well, that sounds very evolved. Well, I mean, yeah. that's just the thing. I, I mean, that I really do do that. Like, yes and no, though. But then it's like, okay, then your chick cheats on you, and you're going to cheat on so her. So what's and the point of being in a relationship? What's the point? Well, then but I, I did, hope you get old enough that you'll just stop it. You don't want to just limit this pad to one chick anyway, right? You want oh, to expose the depression. You want to expose as many bodies. women <laughs> as possible. I, in think, this place. I think with Tim. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I, I think with Tim, I think with Tim though, <laughs> Tim, you have somebody out there that is good for you, but you obviously just love to zap and get wild, so it's going to just really hurt you. Correct. So you're going to have to hit the jackpot. Yeah. You're going to have to find the perfect girl that's willing to tolerate that. At the same time, you know, yeah, it's going to be tough. And at it's the same time, tough. for me too, I'm the same. I'm the same way. It's like you know, we both have addictive personalities. We like to get wild, you know. And at the same time. All right, ready? I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, and you're part of this too. Now, now I'm, I'm not trying to drag you down because you're. In I've a had a few ladies in my day. You're in a good yeah. relationship. You well, listen, I can say this uh, confidently right now. Uh, no, no, a, I'm in a new thing. You're in a new thing. It's listen, great. I'm, I'm very happy. You're seeing a girl that's that's a, potential. That's a good I'm thing. seeing someone who I age, think is that's fantastic. a good thing. Where yes. I love hearing this. So but much. you and you and me are good time Charlies. When we walk into a bar, we don't even have to try because we're pretty content and happy guys. We're already on the radar. We're already on the radar of the chicks. Good time, Charlie. Good time, Charlie. No, not true. Oh, yeah. It's true. No. Then when they lock you up and they go, oh, man, I'm with good time, Charlie, then all of a sudden they want fucking sensitive Sam. And it's like, wait a second, though. You saw what I bring to the table. I'm a good time, Charlie guy. Now, all of a sudden, you want me to be sensitive Sam. Okay. Because they run a background check. I communicate (laughs) with you. I'll be sensitive Sam. But then sensitive Sam's not our wheelhouse. We're good time Charlies. We're yeah. out. We're well, I think, I think, what, you, I think what you're saying is a lot of what can attract women, and, and Bob, I'm sure you get this too, is they're attracted to the this, the persona. You're out. Like, oh my God, this Bob, you know, oh, and they man. love it, right? No, no. It's, I get that too. And it's like, you know, I mean, I worked for Hunter S. Thompson. I've written yeah, a bunch yeah, of books. Yeah. I got movies. Good, and they're like, oh, and they love it. But how to sustain They it. always think to themselves, what else? I want. I'm going to, this is going to stop and I'm going to tame this person and they're not going to be the person, the thing that attracted them uh, to you, then they're like, all right, I've had enough of that. I don't want you to be that big personality. And you're like, well, this is who I am. It's a hundred percent. This is who I am. Like, what do you want me to do? I I'm can't Popeye. change. I'm I am who I am. Who what, I am. What I try and say in any relationship or any f- friendship now, like at the end of the day, hey, look, I'm 34, right? You guys are all older as well, blah, blah. I think we've learned. We've went through our 20s. Yeah, we cheated. Yeah, we've misled, whatever. What I'm trying to do day by day right now is be the most truthful, loyal fucking dude I can be. If And what I say to my girls is this, simple as this. It's like, just be upfront and honest. I said, if you're going to go and do something, just as hard as it is, spare me the time because I don't have time. So you can process the truth. 
Just, if she gives you the truth, you can process just it. Just tell me it. I do not want to find from a third party out anything. Me neither. That's it. If I find out from a third party, then it's fucking fireworks and fucking craziness. Yeah. Don't want that. But I, if you, I agree with all But this. it's hard to do for her. It's hard hypothetically. Wait, for me or you? Are you calling it's, me a her? No, I'm saying it's hard, my, my hard to do hypothetically oh, I got you. for the girl if you go to her and say, I need brutal honesty. And you say, hey, how hard is it to look a girl in the eye that you've cheated on and said, hey, I've cheated on you? It's impossible. Have you done that, Tim? Oh, yeah. I, I, it copped, copped to cheating. One of the Admitted to it? One of the greatest lines of, of, of a big director told me, as a man, when you hit 30, what's the point of lying? You're a fucking man. 100%. So okay. when you ask me directly, I tell you the truth. Now, I've learned this, though, because I've been in therapy. This is wild. Do not judge me. There's something called a therapeutic lie, where the person yeah. that you are dealing with is debilitated in some yeah, way but a therapeutic they can't process lie can't the truth, be, which I still try not to do yeah, that. Yeah, but a therapeutic lie can't be something completely like, hey, here's the deal. I am Bob. I go, I have a girlfriend. I go and fuck this girl, okay? It's hard to do. The right thing to do is to go to your girlfriend and, and tell spare her. her the time and tell her. 2% of the people can do that. Well, I would never go and out myself, but face-to-face... When they say, "Did you do yeah. X, Y, and Z?" The answer is yes. Well, why? I get, why? Why is? And I, you're absolutely right, Bob. Why is that? Because I've I've thought that before, and I, you you feel that shame, and you're like, I tell this woman I love her. We why realize can't, that why can't I? Because just we realize tell her that there's going to be more consequences. I think involved if we if we you don't want to hurt her. That's yeah. the truth. No, not even hurt her. It's like it. it but again, the like, tables return. But at the same time, I think it's just more like. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I think, look at being just, look at anything in the world on anything you do or whatnot is I pride myself, regardless of what my reputation is or whoever the fuck can say whatever the fuck they want, is at the end of the day, I believe myself to be an honest, fucking loyal dude in any business relationship or, and don't smile, Timmy. Huh? Because at the end of the day, the we can do the, tra- we can do the podcast the numbers again no, and run it back. There's no reflection, but I look to at the mirror honest, you. To be an honest, loyal there's, guy and up front. Now, God, you're Dracula. when did I learn that? Probably like 32, 30, whatever. So can I blame the girl who's 26 that does that to me? No. Well, yeah, me, you got me, a lot me, really fast. Bob, dude. let me ask you this. I don't this. blame you either. You're in a relationship. And this is a, this is a question that gets posed to guys a lot because it's assumed that guys are the ones doing this where you're in a happy relationship you go abroad on a trip and you meet somebody you're never going to see them yep. again. We've all done this, and you wrong. go, "Well, it's okay because I'm never going to see them no. again." And Dead wrong. If your if your woman did the same thing to you, and she was ne- and she regretted it and was never going to see this guy again, was, ne- yep. it was it was a big yep. big mistake? Would you want to know about it? So no. She went. So she went to Mexico hypothetically. Or I don't want to know. She went on a bachelor party. She went on a bachelor party. She fucked somebody. Got drunk. I and made always a want to be aware of all information. That's where we're different. That's crazy. I, I don't al- think I'd want to know. Be- I don't either. Because because I I I absolutely want to know everything that's on the table. Why? Otherwise, it's like that way. I can you know readjust my game plan. You know, at the end of the day, is if somebody like cheat, I'm very forgiving. First, second, third chance. I had fucking twenty chances. Fucking whatever. It doesn't matter. Not saying blah blah. But I believe that, and this might be my downfall. Is I believe I can help flip the switch with some chicks but i don't know if that's the case so how much since this is a drinking show how much forgiveness do we allow for alcohol bad decisions that are made when when drinking 
open door for me. It's I, I'm the worst drunk ever. I've become the worst drunk. Meaning she know. fucks somebody, she's drinking. She said, I went to this thing, I was drunk. Did you tell I me up front I, or, or that? I, I made out with not even fuck somebody. I just I got drunk and I made out with a guy. I Free completely pass. regret it. I was I was drunk and made was, out? Just made out. She tells me like within like a fucking week span yeah, of when the it next happened, day she just says, Hey, I, I, go like I, I this. fucked up. I say, here's the deal. Mistakes happen. Let's not do it again. Okay. Can we talk about this too? Let's talk about it. I got one spin around the sun. If I find a woman that I'm happy with in every component, intimacy, just spending time with her, we like the same TV, music, same food. If we're both doing the best as human beings, for the most part, I'm pretty forgiving because I'm just happy to have someone that, that I can. Hardest with part that though much. is hardest part of Tim is though is this Timmy. Hardest part though is once they betray the trust, it's yeah. over. It's over. I can't well, get it out of my head. You can't get it out of my head. You're You're always like, interrogators. We yeah. all turn into interrogators. I know it's, it's the interrogators. Is what it is. And like at the end of the day, and, and, it, and like it's not a bad thing to be the interrogator because I'm like this. Like everybody will be like this. Oh, like you're gonna interrogate this girl. Like blah blah. blah. Like dude, here's the deal. I don't have time to waste. Like at the end of the day, we make a pact. Okay, we make a pact, and it's different for every single situation, right? I make a pact with you. I am with you. We're dedicated to each other, right? You betray that pact. It's like anything else in business. It's the tough right to thing back. to do is to step up to the plate, swallow your fucking pride, and admit what you did wrong right away. And that's that. Otherwise, like, what the fuck else is there? Yeah. I mean, you're just because then if you, you know, if I love somebody, right? If I love this girl and I fucked some other fucking girl, right? And I hit it for her forever, it would haunt me, right? Like I, I just couldn't. Wouldn't yeah, the guilt kills us. The guilt, well, and I think, but, you, I, but I'm not. Yeah, that wisdom comes as you get older because I, I certainly, 100%. I certainly found it a lot easier when I was younger to justify my bad behavior, and then the older I got, I started asking myself, how can I tell this person I love her and mean it? You know, and I think I mean. But you know, everybody's situation is different. That's that's for sure. the thing. Every single human being, you cannot speak for the general fucking public because. You can't process what other humans think or whatnot. Everybody's situation is different. You may meet a girl with the that you fall in love with. She may fall. There's so many different variables. Like it, it's it's just it's up to you. And what what I've learned is this: Yes, I've lied. Yes, I've cheated. Yes, I've done that stuff. But at the end of the day, like you said, when you grow older, you learn that being honest and <laughs> no, nah, listen, being honest, listen, motherfucker, being honest and truthful is the best thing you can possibly do. Uh, okay, and it's so hard to do, and point zero five percent of the population can actually do it. I agree, and but then it may be like sometimes, like you said, like nuclear warfare. If you do, like you said, what did you say? That white that white lie thing, therapeutic lie. Therapeutic. So what would constitute? It's not me. I I went to a doctor. I mean, I, I went to like twenty. <laughs> if a doctors. doctor says it, it's real. Well, I don't know. At this point, I'm just I'm passing it off. What I what I love about this episode so far is this is actually the the first time in the history of the show that genuinely feels like a conversation dudes are just having you called it earlier bob sitting around yeah the depression den having some drinks and Listen, cigars wait and a second talking about do you know how many like it. do you know how many minutes Dude, it's a depression this I is actually like a depression Listen, den the best, episode the best conversations the best podcast shows are this exactly what it is i slept 35 minutes last night I was and since 1999. What did, what did you do to only get 35 well, minutes sleep? I, I, I uh, thought you could guess. Oh, okay. No, I got no, you. That's no, not true. no, I'm that's kidding. Not true. You just no, do push-ups. 
Were you on the treadmill? I, I, I took the Ferris wheel and then I went to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, fucking part two. And then, and then. No, I. Uh, I shot my dog. I, I, I look at it, it is what it is. Like I slept. I'm, I'm always just real. I don't give a fuck. How much do you normally? Because I, I was curious about that. Totally varies. I've never seen anybody. You're constantly on airplanes. Mm-hmm. You're constantly moving about. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm headed here tonight. I'm going to the Celtics mm-hmm. game from New York, and now I'm going down to Florida, and now I'm going to watch my racing team in Arizona. I'm going here. Does, does do you ever feel burned out? Or I think I'm starting to get to a point now that I'm getting burned out, and the, I think I'm starting to get a little burned out. But I know that like men, my mental shit can figure that out, and I'll get back in the game and whatnot. But I'm getting a little burned out now. But at the end of the day, I uh, I'm you know I fucking we got we got I got good momentum going on right now. We got this biggest show going on right now on YouTube with our shit. We're and that's the full send full send podcast. podcast. Yeah, it's it's had some awesome. amazing get. Mike Tyson was a huge get on that. We can't talk about the next guest, but watch out for that one. Yeah, who else about it? You've had uh, we got we had Shaquille O'Neal, Dennis Rodman, right. we had Trump, and the guy who killed Bin Laden. His reach is unbelievable. We dude. had uh, we had uh, fucking Dana White. We had fucking uh, Jake Paul. We had you know we. But this is the thing with our podcast: we go no matter what to the guests. So we'll pick up the phone and say, like, I'll call somebody. I'll be like, hey, Shaq, where are you at? I'm in Vegas. Hey, like, uh, yeah, well, we're coming right now. I'll just be like, we're coming fucking right now. See, this is why you're doing better than me, because I, I had a hard time mustering the energy Hold, please. to come from Venice to West Hollywood. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, can't you guys come over to my house? Yeah, but the problem is you don't I got have... a lot of booze here. Come yeah, on, but, but the potential of having... But you stepped up the game, I, and I think we got a good episode. I haven't moved this quickly in years. I, got, I was like, I fuck it, very I'll go. Away with, I got very away with being able to do such a short content shtick that this. hits so many fucking people. That was like for you, right? Like it's like anything else, right? In a podcast or guests or whatever, you got to offer value, right? Sure. At the end of the day, you get great guests, you get whatever. What's your reach? What's your listeners? What's your subscribers? Blah blah, all that shit. But at the end of the day, I had a fucking product that I did where there was not a lot of people doing it. I talked in a broadcaster voice. I did an R-rated shtick. Made a lot of athletes fucking laugh. Made a lot of fucking people that were important fucking laugh. And then when I saw them laugh, I jumped on them right away and I engaged and i fucking hit up baker mayfield and didn't give up until i could talk shaq loved you dude dana and i mean you know me like i like at the end of the day what i i do pry myself in where i will give myself a little pat on the back is i fucking have a very big rolodex of motherfuckers that will fuck with me because i'm a straight up fucking dude well here's the thing i don't i don't know you bob i've known tim a long time but just from the short time i got it you seem like a genuine guy and all the people that i know that that tim hangs out with are genuine guys and like people, people grok that shit, man. They pick it up, and they, you know, and I think they are attracted to that. I think people want to be around, especially in this day and age when you fuck, you don't know what anybody wants anymore. You know, oh, that's the time, right. and it's like the hardest part is trust. It's hard. How can you trust people? Hold, on, I got a question for both of you guys. This is a big deal, and I think we've both lived all three of us long enough that we've been in both positions. I know for a fact that I've been in positions in in relationships again because I want a question from you guys, where the girl. Loved me more than I did her. Back here. And I had to let her go. Okay. But I've also been in positions where the girl found another dude and clearly loved him more than me. Right. And they were successful. So what's your point? My point is if the chick does cheat and meet a guy and she's happy, we, if we've ever really loved her, have no, to let her go. No. Mm. See, I. Uh, oh, it's not. Let her go? Of course, let her yeah, go. Yeah, let her go. Let her go. Yeah, you're not going to fucking hell. What is this room? Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Hey, I will say this. Coming next week, Hostel Part 2. Along with with what you're saying, this is an issue that I've had, and I've talked about this in therapy, is I'll end the relationship, right, for reasons that are valid to me to end the relationship, but as soon as I find out that they've moved on, then I suddenly go, oh, wait, wait. What about me? Wait, what about me? And to the point where, like... a conversation with them? So my XX... You've X, met, you've X. met, Timmy's met her, Whatever it is. and and we, yeah, I broke up with her. She was devastated. She finally met not not too long after met somebody else, and as soon as I found out that she had met this other guy, suddenly I was like, oh wait, I need to. My it was it's purely reevaluate my life. No, no, it's purely ego. It's yeah. purely ego. It's yes. me going. I think it's I think it's just you follow. Like I think I, you're dude, right. I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. By the way, first of all, I want to preface that. No, we'll start with that. No fucking idea. <laughs> it's what a theme. I think Danny's right. I, I, it comes down to ego at the end. It's ego. You got to let them go if you really love them. You got to let them go if you really love them. But if they're very very good at what they do and they're very deceptive and it sends mixed signals, it's very I, hard. To okay, do that. get on the mic. Say that again. Because no, I, like, I, I like also the mix, said, I like the mix good. My face never moves, Tim. Yeah, I know. But the thing is. Do we want to be with someone that's you don't? But here's the deal: you don't know. Because well, here's real simple. Tim, can do you so want to get married? Do you do you see yourself with a one person long term partner eventually? I will. With I do not want kids. That's 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 a absolute. And I don't want to get married. I don't want to do anything I can't undo. But a monogamous relationship and a companion, absolutely, I'll lock it down. In fact, I'm trying to buy a house because. I tried to live here with one woman. It might have worked. <laughs> yeah, this place is not going to do it. For reasons you can see well, well, now, Daniel. You, you got to get on the, the, the brothers, the two twins, and get them to come in here and fucking fix this shit They'll up, just man. set it on fire. No, I think, I think that, I think that it's, it's just important to be able to have a conversation early and establish what the ground rules are. But like, you would, you're not even against marriage and kids. I, I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, this I, kids thing, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I mean, whatever. I'm just gonna like. It's I, not a no. It's not a priority. It's not a priority. No. How big, how big is your family, Bob? Pretty big. How many my, siblings? My, 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 my mother has six brothers and sisters. My father has three. So a big family. And how many siblings do you have? Uh, brother and a sister with five kids total. And they're all super close. And Timmy, That's how many? What do you got? I'm uh, seven of eight kids. Parents together. Fifteen. But but here's the deal. Me and Timmy are both also very crazy, fucking wild men. So you have to understand when you're dating somebody like us, it's got to be fucking near impossible. You watch that fucking thing right there. I'm getting a picture. I I'm love it. Mirror. I got this whole fucking... That's a weird Tim's, heart. Uh, the, 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 the depression dead picture's the best. <laughs> Hold on. Get, Bobby, come up a little closer. It's the best picture of all time. Oh, it's a Zapkin Nation. <laughs> I love it. Bobby, look at this. I love it. Oh, my God. It's a clown house. The Depression Den Bro, is a clown house. I fucking love it's it. It's going right to YouTube. All right. I love it. Um, so, Bob, you were saying before Tim. Uh, no, I mean, I, look, at the end of the day, this. If we could talk about fucking relationships for hours, be boring, sure. whatever the fuck it is. It's as simple as this. It's like, dude, every fucking situation is different. Go with your fucking gut. And at the end of the day, though, it's just, it, it comes to the point where if somebody fucks you over, uh, you know. History repeats itself, so you got to be... Yeah, you got to get used to it. I don't want to harp on fucking relationships for nine hours. This episode is brought to you by Batiste Rum, a true original, the only American-aged rum made from single-origin, 100% fresh cane juice. They make it in a way that generates zero durable waste, 
and is carbon negative from ground glass. First rum in the world to do it this way. And with the holidays upon us, I am all about Batiste Rum Reserve. It's exceptionally clean tasting, rich and flavorful. It's a must have for any serious spirits enthusiast and makes for a fantastic gift for anyone who loves discovering great new hooch. And right now through the holidays, Batiste is offering my listeners 20% off their reserve rum. To get this deal, go to BatisteRum.com. That's B-A-T-I-S-T-E-R-H-U-M.com. Order and enter code RESERVE at checkout for 20% off Batiste Reserve Rum. Stay warm and sustainable this holiday season. Put on your favorite holiday album, pour a finger or two or three of Batiste Rum Reserve, and bring on the jolly. Well, yeah, this is a boatload of fun. you got to love this stuff. It reminds me of uh, my New Year's resolutions, right? It's like the day after New Year's, and I'm like, all right, no drinking, no drugs, no porn. And it's like six hours in, and everything is going great. And then all of a sudden, here comes my fucking buddy, cocaine. And he just comes in and fucks my life up, and all my resolutions go out the window, Peter. Look at this. I'm doing great. Six hours in, New Year's resolution's going great, and then, ow! Why did we invite the blow guy to the party? He fucking ruined all of our resolutions. Let's switch gears here. We can't not talk about this. Us, Tim and I being from Philly, you being from Boston, both of our teams, uh, NFL teams this year, I think are, cert- are starting to, I think, sort of Eat transcend up. expectations. So the Philly Eagles start to come around. What the fuck? They're four and six, aren't they? But we no five no, and six. We're five we won and three six. in a row. Three in okay. a row. And uh, Jalen right. Hurts putting up numbers. And obviously the the Pats with Mac Jones doing very well. What? Who? Bob? Who do you got? Who's your teams now? Who's going forward in the NFL? My team right now is it is it who I want to win the Super Bowl? Who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? I think want? that Kansas City Chiefs are playing well enough that they could peak in the second half of the season to make a run. Their defense is obviously suspect, but they played well lately. Um, I mean, I think Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, is going to be there. Sure. That, I don't that. hate either of those picks. I, think I don't that, hate I think them. It, but I also, I'm not. I'm more confident with, obviously, Bucks than I am the Chiefs because the Chiefs' defense is just brutal and horrific. But the Patriots, here, here's the deal. The Pats are, what, 7-4, and four, right? They have, an, they have a great defense. Well, we knew that. And this we kid, talked about and the that. kid is not making mistakes like Jones. He's not hurting them. I mean, obviously, you got Belichick knows how to game plan. He looks by far, I think, the cream of the crop so far of all these vaunted rookie quarterbacks that came out. Alabama guy too. I wouldn't. No, he's, I would he's, never rule out the Pats making a playoff, a deep playoff. Well, run. yeah, but we I mean, talked about this. He drafted the deep. That, that defense is nasty. Yeah. J.C. Jackson, that corner is yeah. so underrated. J.C. Jackson. It's run the ball, run the ball, and just manage third down, Mac. All you have to do is manage a third down. And if you think about it, time out. What's the Pats record? Seven, seven and four. And, seven, seven and, and four. four. Yeah. They lost the Miami Dolphins. What week? Week one. How did they lose to them? Too they much fumbled. They, they took too many zinks, and they fumbled <laughs> in the fucking eight-yard line where they could have kicked the fucking field goal and won it. That's fucking eight and three. They lost the Dallas Cowboys by a last-minute overtime fucking Same game. reason. That's right. Too many zinks. Too many zinks. Too many zinks. Right? <laughs> Tampa Bay fucking Buccaneers. Tom Brady game. They literally, the Pats have put themselves in every single fucking game, and that, that kid's a fucking gamer, bro. He's the best. He's right, now, the, we, now we make the Eagles case. They sucked early on, but and everybody wanted to run this coach Sirianni out of town, including me. 
but he has adjusted really well. And now the Eagles are the number one rushing team in the NFC. But how far can rushing get? And they, but I'm saying they took the pressure off of Hurts, and I think Hurts is, dare I say. Possibly the guy. Possibly the, the guy the, for what this Jordan, year? I think he is the guy. I think he's going to be I Lamar he, Jackson. I think he exactly right. That's the mold that they're. And I Just think run he, him. He could be the guy. I, I think uh, you know he's a leader. He is a leader. I Lamar you know is what? on a different a level problem. than fucking. Do you remember when two hundred one? Here's the problem, Tim. You and I are coming at it from a different place because Bob has known. His hometown has known too much success, which makes me crazy. Don't get me wrong. I love my Boston brethren, but. When they go, oh, and they complain and shit. I'm like, hey, fuck you! How many championships do you no, have to but win? And the Celtics and Bruins, they were the so, they Bruins, were the Celtics. shittiest fucking town ever, and they did the best we, sports. I town. had nothing to do with the five. success of Boston I sports. Understand. I had nothing to do with the success of Boston sports, but I will tell you this: but we did win 2008 World Series. That's true. 2007 Super Bowl. Nick Foles fucked us in that fucking Fla- game. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. And uh, Flyers are always there, and the Sixers potentially. I like you your optimism. You, you, you it's completely of, unfounded, but I like it. Yeah. You think of Tom Brady, though, like what Brady's doing at this age is, I mean, it's like, it's, it's so repetitive. We say the same thing every time. It's fucking, bro, it's absolutely fucking nuts. And Giants game, David Tyreek, like, he should have fucking, what, nine Super Bowls? The fact that he was in 10. Well, is I, can tell you, I can tell you this, Bob. Every one of us, and Tim was watching the Super Bowl with me at the garage. When they, when they threw that ball up at the end, there was absolutely no doubt, I think, in everybody's mind in that room, Eagles fans, that it was either going to be Gronk was going to catch it, there was going to be a pass interference. Like, there was no way they, they were going to score that touchdown and they were going to get the two-point conversion to tie the game. When the ball hit the ground, do you remember this? It, there was about a three-second lull. Yeah. The ball hit the ground and no one jumped up like we just won the fucking Super Bowl, right? We are like, yeah. we're all waiting. We're like, where, where's the flag? Where's and then it didn't happen, and it was like this. Holy shit! Pat, Pat's also got away with two though. They shouldn't have won the Seahawks game with Russell, and they shouldn't have won the Atlanta Falcons one. If well, Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons one for me is where Tom Brady. We became allies. I went to a bookies party at the Wynn Casino at the ballroom, and I'm the biggest square gambling loser in the world, and I got invited to this thing, and it's state-of-the-art booze and everything and everybody was on atlanta to the under i was already Ooh, stuck. plus what how about you? i was stuck fifty thousand dollars on the weekend that's an exorbitant amount of money for me to be stuck and i'm like fuck it it's tom fucking brady i'm gonna bet five thousand dollars on live the patriots game live game no bet? no wait, wait for it five thousand on the patriots five thousand to the over Five thousand dollars to the Patriots to the over. So you want thirty grand? Relax. Halftime. It's twenty-eight-three. Every bookmaker from here to fucking Planet Coosbane is laughing at me and yentering it up. Halftime. I feel horrible. I go. You know what you need? Like a shoe shine. I had these good Gucci shoes. I'm like, go get a fucking shoe shine and reevaluate <laughs> this your is life. This is a degenerate story. Relax. <laughs> This is a true a fucking story. story. Shoe shined. It's a baby. fucking true story. Is this the second nicest thing in the apartment? The whistle pig and those shoes? I still have shoes. them. Rub I'm going to bring right out now. these fucking <laughs> shoes. You're going to get a picture of them. They got 20 pairs of laces. So I go get the shoe shine and the only bigger mush, and I will not give his name, only bigger mush in the world than me, he said you can just unload on Atlanta and the under for the second half. 
So I said, Fuck it, I'm going opposite. I'm going opposite. Patriots second half, Patriots over all 5,000, 5,000. Money line. Yeah, I did it all. Yeah. Just, just blew it open. I'm like, I don't know what excuse I'm going to come up it was with. Nuts. They blew that game. Dan Quinn blew that. It was Dan Quinn. Dan oh, yeah. blew. Oh, dude. He could have ran because, the ball three times. They had to, they had to score fucking two touchdowns. I think I sacked. I understood yeah. the third down. I got it. Uh, dude. Yeah. Bookmakers were cursing at me. You're a fucking mush. You're a fucking cancer. Fuck. I go. I was going. Hey, man. I didn't even make any bets. But the, the word gets the word gets out when the yeah. dough starts flying, dude. And then I will say it. Ah, I shouldn't say it. The guy at the win that at the time ran the sports book when it was in overtime said, "There's no way this game's going to land on three. Patriots are going to go right down and knock it down." I go, how do you know? He goes, because all the money at halftime is out of Vegas. It's gone for robbery reasons. So, uh, you know, I talk about fixes. The NFL and everybody is in. Cool. Did you see how fast fucking New England went right down and yeah, punched it no, in? But at Are the we end moving of the day, into conspiracy theories? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You I should think. stick to poker. You still that's, doing that? That's no, exaggerated. I, I gave up on poker. I was at a thing with the with Neil Everett and Timmy. Remember that charity thing we went oh, to in Mal- or down on the beach yeah, in Santa Monica? House, yeah. But you didn't you make it to the final in that poker yeah, tournament? I won once or twice. Yeah, it was like a big charity. How much? How much? Well, it was for charity, right? It's for charity. I won like a hundred grand and gave it to no, you like did baby that, that It was a, it was some ballers at that thing. There was a lot of people. It was a oh, yeah. fairly decent money tournament, and and I left because I was bored. There's nothing worse than just watching fucking poker. Yeah. You know, I you remember you my foundation? The, uh... my, my foundation was the anti zap foundation <laughs> that I raised a hundred grand for. <laughs> you know, we had uh, we had I uh, the one thing that I have say that the anti zap foundation being one of them. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, I uh, I represent uh, an athlete in the NFL. Uh, is it Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon. Yes. Flash. How so, did I know that? Because we've been plugging you, him every day. Plug, for you plug him years a lot. Yeah. Has he gotten the first touchdown yet? He is not. It's but, coming. Though. But here's the deal, Josh. It's coming. <laughs> I mean, dude. Here, uh, uh, do you want like it? I, was, it was the craziest story. But you don't understand. My story time. about this is insanity. Okay. So this this story is nuts. Like it really, really is. And my de- like, I'm I, this is one thing I pat myself on the back for. It was like eight months ago. Josh is indefinitely suspended. Can never play football again for the NFL. Never play again. Or you know whatever has to go through a bunch of hoops and blah blah blah. Never you know not saying never, but slim chances. So he I have equity in this uh, uh, foundation, uh, the uh, anti zap no, foundation. I, I have equity in this arena football league. So I got Johnny Manziel to be the quarterback of our football team called the Zappers. And I got fucking Josh Gordon to be wide receiver (laughs) and whatever. And so Josh, when I called him, I said, Josh, here's a deal. We need help with this league. We need a big name. Uh, We're going to pay you X amount. It's COVID-19. You got to come in this shitty-ass bubble and stay in here. Four weeks of football. This is not where you want to be. I know that for a fact. You're not playing arena football. You belong back in the NFL. I don't know how to do it. But if you give me four weeks of ridiculous, fucking insane, crazy fucking shit in this league, I'm going to get you back in the NFL. So Josh said, okay, let's go. Josh had no manager at the time, no lawyer, no agent. Everybody left him. So he comes down to Atlanta, Georgia. Now, Johnny Manziel's contract was like three plays. And Johnny Manziel, love Johnny, played like three plays. Josh was the same kind of thing. You know, we just want his name to draw some people into the streams and whatnot. Josh Gordon playing for this arena football. Blah, blah, blah. But he played every down. 
They were down 35 to 8. He was still out there running, whatever. He gave me four weeks of hard football. So I'm like, fuck. I just gave this fucking guy my word, and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to get now Josh Gordon back in the NFL. So I called Mark Cuban. I called Michael Rubin. I called Dana White. I called Robert Kraft. I called, you know, being like, hey, look, Josh is this changed fucking guy. He's fucking blah, 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 blah. Long story short, Roger Goodell, I believe that I can get to anybody on the planet, right? Very quickly. Roger Goodell is the hardest guy on planet Earth to actually get to. He doesn't exist. He doesn't <laughs> exist. He really doesn't. And long story short, got Josh into a fucking program where he got tested regularly. Uh, our first goal was to get him reinstated. And so we just need to get the letter in front of Goodell. So we got the letter back in front of Goodell on his desk. Josh passed eight fucking drug tests because he was held, you know, for all the weed shit and all that but stuff. But it was weed, right? Yeah, but at the time, look at okay, you. Look at sure, you want to play yeah. devil's advocate? Okay. At the time, you broke the NFL policy. Got I don't it. care where the world's trending towards, but to argue the opposite, look where the world's trending towards. So let's maybe NFL erase some of those prior things and let's give them a different kind of look because, like, this happens now, present day, what he did before, not the same consequences. Right? So he passed all his shit and uh, worked with that. Adam Schefter was a huge help. Adam fucking tweeted out some stuff for us. Adam was like, you know, I hit up Adam. I was like, Adam, get him on the show. Josh and him get on the show. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we fucking end up now he gets reinstated in the NFL. And so now we're thinking, what's the best team to put him on? So hit up. You know, a bunch of my guys. I hit up fucking Matt. No, not my guys, but like Matt Ryan threw somebody. I hit up Jared Goff. I hit up fucking Mahomes was the big guy who made shit happen for, for this whole entire thing. And uh, basically, you know, Josh, you know, got a chance right now to to get himself back into the into the mix. And into the fray. He's back in the league. So that's a big step. Yeah, being I mean, a behind brother, the shield is amazing, dude. Off, Represented no, by the shield, that's no, a like, huge thing. Bro, like, I, I'll tell you what, now what I pulled off, like, whatever, like, it was fucking nuts. And it was just a thing that I took on that, like, there are a lot of people like, oh, you do voiceovers on Instagram, you do whatever. Like, this is like a six month project of utilizing a lot of fucking resources. And also, like, but there was no real skin in the game for me, you know? And he, I just kept my fucking word. And now he is on the Kansas City Chiefs that are seven and four. And he's fucking our guy. So we have a sports agency that we have. We got Dalvin Cook, J.K. Dobbins with loyalty above all, and Josh. And Josh is hopefully going to be a fucking weapon, man. And if he wins the Super Bowl, I'm going to arrange to have. A, I'm going to pull some strings too. I'm going to get a bottle of Whistle Pig sent to him. What is Whistle Pig? That's right there. That's the whiskey. We're Dude, how have you not been looking at this? I've been zinking are, this whole are time. Are you looking? Hey, Bob, Bob's, Bob's not been really uh, having much of the no, whistle. Not like on. I thought I he would. I mean, my girl is calling. Have I mean, you seen? <laughs> can you pronounce that? Yeah, Lapa It's Oopa Loopa. And you Lapa-lo- know the Oopa Loopa. Lapa Loopa. Lapa Loopa. Lapa Loopa. But it's you used Pacific- to live with Oompa Loopas zapping at the Wonka factory. You're out of your mind. Now you're doing know, whistle uh, pig, Lapa Loopa. The alcohol content in this, uh, to me, is 6,000. No, it's 104.8 100. proof. Yep. Wonderful. Uh, I yes. am going to do push ups and shadow box nude. 
I love it. It's well, always, let me, yeah, go ahead. Let me, let me do this because I've taken up a lot of time here and I feel like I need to get out of this apartment. <laughs> it's a condominium. I feel, like, I feel like something's happening to me. It's like a in condominium. A, some sort of weird the worst in here? Th- juju descending upon me in this, apart- in this condo. <laughs> I do want to thank both of you guys for doing this. Bob no Mennery, no need to even thank the either Full Send podcast, the number one podcast, YouTube, like the biggest thing going on yeah. on Steve on the it. YouTube. Yeah, Kyle Nelkboy, we got Salim. a big show. We got a big show. Josh Gordon, watch him. Watch the Chiefs. He's going to get that touchdown. It's coming. What about the bounce back podcast? The We're bounce back up. podcast We're coming up. I'm going to be on that one. I'm coming on. We're just going to run it back on his thing. Yeah, let's, hey, wait, let's I want this back. I'll find out where our relationships are in the new year. You All call three me. Of us. I want the three of us in together to find out where we are in our relationship. We do a one year it is. 2022. Right and see how it goes, guys. This has been and funny because you know I'm, I generally tend to be a lot more meticulous, but this is a lot of fun to just pick up, grab the shit, come out. Knock out a podcast. It was a lot of fun talking to you guys, and I will absolutely do this again anytime. Was it good enough for you? It was fantastic. Great man. talk, right? Yeah. It's Danny Dunn. That's, That's the way it is. There's Bobby. no fucking this Bobby. Is the way it is. Danny Dunn is Philly style. That, was that is the most Philly style any, thing you'll ever any get. Any scenario where I'm sitting around a table with a couple of good guys, drinking some good whiskey, cigars, I would do it. Seven days I'm keeping a week this whistle pig. On, so you keep it, man. It's all for no, you. Happy Christmas. The whistle pig. I'm keeping I the will leave whistle the whistle pig with you. And it's Bob, if you want whistle pig, I'll get you whistle I pig. I love it. You guys are the best. You're the Zinc best fucking Adelphia, people. Zinc Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Zinc Adelphia. Zinc Adelphia.